0: This is What's the Plot, and this is Sean. This is Mandy, And we're back. Yes, we are. With episode two, where we'll be continuing talking about The Witcher. But first, how are you? I'm good. What you been up to?
1: Trying to get back to 100%. Um, going to work, of course. Coming home. Just trying to relax as much as possible. How about yourself?
0: A little bit of the same. A little bit of the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, You've been watching anything new or what's been going on with you as far as...
1: There's a couple things that I'm watching and things that I need to get back to watching. So I've been watching House. Mm-hmm. I started the first episode of Carnival Row, which is on Amazon. Um, I need to get back to watching The Crown. I need to get back to watching The Flash Arrow and Supergirl because they have this whole crossover thing going on Mm -hmm. and I'm like way way behind okay and I need to get back to watching Suits and we started back watching Chicago PD All right, Mm -hmm. bet what about you still Uh,
0: I'll just start where you ended Mm -hmm. Chicago PD Mm -hmm. just came back from their winter break I'm guessing or whatever it is they was gone for like a couple weeks they were gone for a couple weeks yeah <clears throat> uh, waiting on a good doctor to come mm-hmm. off their break. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I am watching The Glow on Netflix right now,
1: which I need to watch. I do have that saved and never ever watched it. I've uh,
0: been watching it. I've been uh, <clears throat> just. Mm,
1: Is it pretty good? It's
0: it's decent.
1: Mm-hmm. That's wrestling, right?
0: It's wrestling. It's called like the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. But do
1: it you actually, know that's so for anything? Okay.
0: Yeah. So it's uh. Um, it has a plot line, it's a pretty cool plot line. Like mm-hmm. it's it's based like in the seventies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh first season so far is all right. I give mm-hmm. it like four out of five stars. Okay. Um of course I'm always dibbling, dabbling back and forth and uh supernatural here and there.
1: Is this alone or is it
0: finally done? This is the only final season. So they have like fifteen some seasons, fourteen or fifteen seasons. It's
1: a lot of seasons.
0: Uh. I mean, close to what Grey's Anatomy was doing. This is their final season as well.
1: Because how many seasons is Grey's Anatomy?
0: Well, it's 15 on Netflix, so I don't know if this is the 16th or they put half of 15th. I don't know how it goes.
1: Yeah. I started watching. I think I stopped at, like, season three. Hmm. So, is there anything that you would like to watch or like to see? Um,
0: I don't know right now. Mm-hmm. I am waiting on that Bad Boys mm-hmm. 3 movie to come out.
1: Yes, I am going to see that. I want to see Birds of Prey. And what's that? That's with Harley Quinn, Huntress, Black Canary. Um, I think it's pretty much like the basics of it. Is there some guy that's coming after Harley Quinn? Or I don't know if he's coming after all of them. And then they're all going to like team up together. Mm. So, and it's like after her breakup with Joker. Okay. Which I haven't seen the new Joker movie either.
0: I haven't seen it either.
1: So, um... I would like to watch Lost in Space on Netflix.
0: I was just talking to one of my coworkers about that. He was giving me some stuff that he was watching. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know about that.
1: Um, I don't know if you know there's a new Dracula series on Netflix. Well, you know I'm down for that. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, you, which I'm going to give that a try. You're watching me? No. You as in the oh. Netflix show. You
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, I got to watch that too. <laughs>
1: Okay, um, if you're ready, we can go ahead and get right on into
0: it. All right, so we're going to get into, into um, episode two mm-hmm. of The Witcher, season one, mm-hmm. if we want to be very particular about it. And it's titled
1: uh, Four Marks.
0: Four Marks. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it.
1: Okay, so basically on this episode, we are introduced to Yennefer, and then there is some history about the humans versus the elves. Right. Um, so in the beginning, uh, it starts off with this couple. Um, she lives in Vangerberg. I never know if I'm pronouncing stuff right. So mm-hmm. it starts off with this couple, this guy, and this girl, they're like playing outside of like what looks like this barn or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy offers this girl a flower and she throws it off to the side. And then later on decides she wants to pick the flower up and notices that it's gone. So they turn around and Jennifer's holding the flower up like to give it back to her. Um... They basically like attack her and make fun of her because if you can't tell she's I don't know if humpback is the correct she deal. has some deformities. There you go. Deformities. Yeah. Um and so while she's being attacked by them and they're making fun of her, she creates an escape for herself, which is we learn is a portal. Right. Um, but she is not sure how she did it. So when she goes through this portal, she meets this young man, his name is Istrid. 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 <laughs> Um, and then while talking to him, she finds out that uh she basically ported herself there and the place that she went to it's called Tower of the Gull in Eratusa.
0: Okay, that's a mouthful.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh well the name of the place that they're in is Tower of the Gull, but where it's located is in Eratusa. Right. Um, and so uh they talked a bit more and he uh he was kind of questioning her on like how she even did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but he opens up this portal for her um, so that she can't be uh, tracked back. Because he says something about she's going to find you or something. So I guess like when people use a certain type of magic, some type of mark or something is on them.
0: Maybe somebody can pick it up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <clears throat>
1: um,
0: it's like Is it like your favorite series, like Harry Potter? Like when you're using magic in the... That's,
1: that's underage magic. magic.
0: That's underage magic, but they can still sense it, right? Something like that, no?
1: Um, I would have to look for. I mean, look more into it, but I know like you have a mark on you until the age of seventeen, which is when you're an adult.
0: Okay. Sidebar. Sorry, guys.
1: Yeah. Um, and so, um, where am I? Uh, so once she uh, gets back, we see her. She gets back to trying to feed the pigs where she lives at, and her stepfather comes out. To stop her, basically, and he's like fighting with her, and she's like, No, I can do it on my own mm-hmm. um what did he what they call her a silly girl? He's like calling her names and stuff mm-hmm. um, and then out of nowhere, this uh witch shows up and she makes an offer for Jennifer first, she made an offer for her, a pig, right, and he told her that that was uh ten marks. And then when she asked how much it was for Yennefer, he said it was four. So he sold her for less than he sold the animal.
0: Let you know how much he thinks of her.
1: Which is kind of messed up. Um, and you can tell, like, like you said, she has deformities. So you can tell, like, she's clearly not accepted by people, uh, like where she's from, which is pretty sad.
0: I mean, she has these deformities, but she has a very. Distinguishing, like distinguishing eyes. Mm-hmm. They're like, are they like more so purple or lavender? What you think?
1: Very purple. I think lavender is probably a bit lighter.
0: Don't know. <laughs>
1: People see stuff different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but very purple. Um, and so I tried to kind of like look into like what marks were equivalent to. Mm-hmm. So marks are, from what I saw, they're a German currency. Okay. Um, or a unit of count. So um, it was basically like used like during the Middle Ages, and then they uh, phased that out. And I can't remember what their currency is now. Hmm. Um, but yeah, because I was like four marks. I wonder like what that's equivalent to. But yeah. Um, and so when he makes the, uh, when he tells her how much it is for Jennifer, her mom comes out and her mom's like, you no, know, basically like you can't sell a kid, right? But he goes ahead and does it anyway. He seems like he just does whatever he wants. And, you know, this is especially back in the day where it's like, I'm the man in the house. I do what I want to do kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So he went ahead and did it anyway. And Jennifer, uh, she actually refused to go, too. Uh, but we see that, I don't know if she got knocked out or, like, what happens. But we see that she ends up, oh, no, I think she was awake. Uh, so she obviously ended up going because she wakes up and she's in this room and she's locked in the room by herself. And then she's looking around the room and she sees this mirror, and she ends up like punching it and cracks it and hurts herself, um, because she became emotional because she realized that she's basically only worth four marks to her family.
0: And I don't think she has the best self esteem at this point. In this,
1: yeah, with those deformities,
0: with those those deformities, but you know, some people become accustomed to like hey this is how I look this is what it is I'm yeah. beautiful either way but uh-huh. she's still having some type of insecurities yeah. which is fine because we all have some but
1: yeah it's just uh, I don't know it's like the fact that he sold her for something for less than what he would sell the animal for it's pretty sad yeah um, so then we move on to the next scene uh, which is Obviously, we left off with Cirilla running through the woods. Right. So, one. one. Okay. So, she is still walking through the woods, and you can hear people in the background like calling her name. So, mm-hmm. the army, I'm assuming the Nifgard uh, army is looking for her. Right. Um, so, she stops and she puts some mud in her hair to, in her way, it's like dyeing her hair. So, dirtying up her hair, changing the color. It
0: wasn't a good job, but whatever.
1: She has a very distinctive hair color. Yeah. So, she had to do something. Um, and so she hears a noise and asks who's there. She picks up a stick and she sees this young man that is stopping her from, uh, eating berries. Right. Because they're poisonous.
0: Because she was, yeah, you said she picked up the berries and all that
1: Yeah, stuff. she's going to eat some berries and then, like, she hears a noise and right. then she looks, he's, like, near the tree. And, uh, he, like, basically, like, stops her from, like, eating those berries. He, like, signals to her, like, no.
0: I mean, the berries did look good. They did. But you got to think, if the animals ain't eating it, Mm -hmm. it ain't a go.
1: Probably so. Um, And so then he offers her a knife to kill a rat um, so that they can eat it. And then uh, she basically, like, in a sense, says no. So then (laughs) scene changes, and we see that they are actually cooking the rat. And they're, like, sitting together. Um, And she's trying to have a conversation with him, but he is not speaking to her at all. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know if he just can't speak or like she's deaf or mute. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so she's telling him, um, why she's on the run and like stuff like that. And that she's looking for someone, which we know is Gerald. Oh, <laughs> um, she tell him, uh, she tells him who, uh, she's running from too. So she says it's the guy with a feather hat, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, they start walking again, and she sees, like, he's rubbing his hands together and stuff. Like, you can tell he's cold. Mm-hmm. So she offers him one of her gloves, um, and he kind of just, like, looks at her like, oh, wow, you're offering me something. Um, and then she sees the Centurion flag, and she takes off running towards the group, and then the boy disappears when she turns around. So um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to see something. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad because, you know, her walking through the woods and everything, obviously she's been, like, ripped from, like, everything that she knows. Right. Literally everything that she knows, she's known since she was born. Very true. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he was out looking for food or something, and he just so happened to see her.
0: Or if he was, like, got caught in the whole hustle and bustle of, like, everything going on and was hiding.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how he happened to see her. Um, and then we see that she actually eventually ate that rag because she was hungry. Right. (laughs) Though she was trying not to,
0: um, a little spruce on that thing, put a little flavor on that. Yeah. It's ready to go.
1: Well, and plus she's not accustomed to eating stuff like that. So she looked at him when he like offered it. She's like, no, I don't want that.
0: It's called surviving.
1: Exactly. Well, she ate it. So she's trying to survive at this point.
0: Put a little Frank's hot
1: sauce on that thing. (laughs) No one wants hot sauce. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, then we see uh, we're in a pub and there's this man and there's strumming a banjo and everybody in there hates it wants him to shut up <laughs> <laughs> who, we'll, who we'll learn more about later. Uh, He spots Geralt sitting over in the corner and then he asks him like for a review because you know everybody else is yelling and telling him to shut up. Geralt's not saying anything, so he wants that
0: iTunes review. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he wants to know what he really thinks because yeah. he's not saying anything. Yeah. Uh, so basically Geralt tells him that the creatures that are in his song they don't exist Um, and so in a sense he's like asking Geralt like how do you know and then he realizes like oh you're a witcher I don't know if he recognizes it from his chain or like
0: maybe his eyes
1: could be could be Um, and then um, Geralt gets up basically because he's like spotted him in his corner he was minding his business so now he's like people are staring at me so I'm gonna get up and leave up out of here So then there's this guy that asks him to complete a job for him. And he asks him to kill a devil that's been stealing his grain. (laughs) (laughs) So Geralt tells him uh, his price. Mm. uh, And then obviously the guy pays him the money. um, And then the guy that is singing in the pub actually uh, follows him because he wants to see some real adventures so he can tell better stories in his songs. Right. Trying to go platinum. And then as they're walking and they're talking or whatever, because he talks a lot, Mm. uh, Gerald actually punches him because he calls him (laughs) the Butcher of Blavigan, which is what happened in the first episode with all the killings and everything that happened.
0: So go back to the first episode of this podcast Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you will just go through it or you will eventually Mm -hmm. understand that. Or just watch it and then go back to the podcast.
1: (laughs) And uh, the singer, uh, we eventually find out his name is Yaskier. Yeah, Yaskier. The, I think the J is...
0: Side. That's it. That's
1: it. It's not necessarily sign Maybe it makes a different sound. Yeah. Yaskier. <laughs> mm. uh, I like him. I think he's probably the comic relief uh, on the show. Just yeah. from his personality and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And then we're going to go ahead and move on to the next scene. So we see Jennifer uh, who's laying in the bed um, and the lady who purchased her, her name is Tessaya DeVries.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's his best. Did <laughs> as best you as best could probably do. Yeah.
1: And she is standing over her bed and she basically just uh kind of wakes her up and tells her to meet her in the greenhouse, which don't know how Jennifer is supposed to know where the greenhouse is, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jennifer gets up, she gets dressed, everybody has on the same clothes. Um And she walks in and she sees some other girls there. Uh, And each of the girls uh, are tested to, like, perform some kind of magic. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was able to find all of these girls because, like we were talking about earlier, they did something where she was able to sense it. uh, And then basically she was, like, led to them in a sense. So one of them froze a cat. Another girl saved a Johnny boy just by, like, using her mind. So yeah. that's just, like, a couple of those things that they did.
0: And they were mostly accidental things. Nobody mm-hmm. knew what they were doing.
1: Besides the one girl who I think turned her mother fat. I think she did that on purpose. Oh, well, that's
0: <laughs> different, but yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so as they're standing there, she starts giving them a speech about magic and chaos. Um, and she basically has them there to uh, learn and control magic. They use the word chaos, like, a lot. So, I don't know if chaos is, like, literal chaos or if chaos means something else.
0: I think the chaos is, like, you have this natural power that you can do whatever you want to do with it. So, you're kind of keeping a... It's kind of like being meek and humble with your gift.
1: So, is chaos the control part?
0: Yeah, it's like, that's the whole thing. To me, that's what it seems like.
1: Okay. Um, And she tells them that they are... um, that just because they're uh, conduits of chaos does not mean that they are capable of magic, which I'm not exactly sure what that means.
0: So first we figure out what a conduit is.
1: Look at me. Cause I Googled that. Yeah. So, uh, a conduit is, this is sort of kind of like a vessel, but mm-hmm. it's a channel for conveying water or other fluid. And then like, an additional piece of that definition. It says a person or organization that acts as a channel for the transmission of something.
0: So you're the channel or the transmission of chaos. So
1: you're like a vessel for magic?
0: You're a sense? vessel for magic. Okay. You're naturally chosen. Mm-hmm. So you mean
1: mm-hmm. control? Yeah.
0: Your natural ability pretty much in a sense. Yeah. Because you can you can flash out and just kill hundreds of people if you want.
1: So she's saying, like, just basically just because you have magic doesn't mean that you can perform it. So you may be able right. to do some things, but maybe not everything.
0: Correct. It's like honing your gift. Okay. But okay. at the same time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you cannot hone your gift. Mm-hmm. And just like they did things accidentally,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they can do that
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, like, mess some stuff up.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then I was thinking, so we see how she got Jennifer. So I wonder, did she also, like... Approach the parents of the other girls. Because one of the girls said that she wanted to go home. And she said, this is your home.
0: I got a feeling. I mean, I'm not sure if they all came from like poor backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that maybe their upbringing or their backgrounds wasn't as pleasant if people are turning their mothers fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You usually love your mother. so
1: Yeah. Um, and then... She gives them this trial to determine if they're ready to move forward. And this trial has, like, what, a feather in a rock, I think? I think it's a feather in a rock. I
0: thought it was a flower in a rock.
1: It might be flower. You're
0: right. The same type of flower that Jennifer picked up, mm-hmm. to be specific mm-hmm. and not pacific.
1: Um, and then one of the girls, Frangilla, uh, she was able to perform it, but there were consequences for doing it the way that she did it because her hand started changing. Now, right. one issue that I had with this scene was the girl said, Your hand, and her hand had not started changing yet. I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, So how did she know her hand was getting ready to maybe change? Maybe she was
0: right up on her and seeing it, like, getting a little bubbly. Did she sense
1: it, maybe? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. She's like, Your hand. I was like, Her hand hadn't started changing yet. Unless it's like the way... I don't know. Maybe it's the way that they filmed it. But that thing changed. It looked nasty.
0: Like a reptile hand.
1: It's kind of messed up. Her hand, <laughs> hand uh, changed to that. And then like after that, she basically like showed everybody else how to do it. And Frangella's hand is just like... <laughs> Hanging in. <laughs> old old and crumpled and monster looking. A little chicken foot. It's real. It does look like a chicken foot. Mm-hmm. That's a good observation. Um... So she basically shows everybody else how to do it to say it does. And then everybody succeeds except uh, Um, So she leaves the greenhouse and goes back to the tower of the goal. Jennifer does where she meets Istred again, who is the guy that she pulled through and saw in the beginning. Um, and then she like basically introduces herself to him.
0: And Istred is a black guy. Yes, he is. So I was so, happy well, so to see
1: is, that. So is Frangilla. She's a black
0: Fringella's black.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Which I was, I was happy to see those two
1: mm-hmm.
0: in that uh, episode. Yeah. Bam.
1: Um, and then we switch over to Siri. She's at a camp for the survivors and she just like attempts to like cut the line in front of people.
0: <laughs> she has a privilege. She does. She's she just um, a privilege.
1: And she doesn't realize that out there, that means absolutely nothing to anybody. Um, And so she attempts to cut the line and she's pushed. Um, And Siri says that the food was provided by the queen, which is obviously her grandmother. Mm -hmm. And the lady said uh, she hopes the queen rots in hell. So there are a couple pieces in this scene that makes me wonder how people really feel about the queen.
0: I think that when it comes to certain things, people hide it. Mm -hmm. And if you go amongst the people, you can really see and hear how people really feel about mm-hmm. the leaders and, or a person in particular.
1: Mm-hmm. So. And then, um, so this young man walks up to her and he recognizes the cloak that she has on, um, because his father actually made clothes for the rich. Right. Um, she notices the necklace that he has on and it has elf ears on it from elves that he killed mm-hmm. because he said he was avenging human lives that were lost in Philip, Philandrell? Philip? Philandryl? I cannot pronounce his name. The guy that they call the Elf King.
0: Philandrell? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, there are just some names I can't pronounce. The Elf King. Yeah, from the uprising that they had. Right.
0: There was a war, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Um, he lost his brother uh, during that war the previous year. So um, while they're talking, he invites her to meet his family. Um, and she walks into this tent that has like a bunch of families just like in it yeah um she and in- he introduces her to his mom and his brother, I believe, mm. and the woman says that her husband died defending the queen and her family, and she actually calls her a wretched bitch, yeah, um, and she also calls her selfish, so I wonder, I'm assuming like this hearing people say these things because mm. she's not aware of this. it has to make Siri feel awkward like hearing people talk about her family like that.
0: And I think it makes her more withholding with the the fact that who, of who she actually is with some mm-hmm. people because I think that people would target her, torture her, no matter what. They,
1: they would they, probably honestly give her up.
0: Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. Like,
1: and but it also gives her like a glimpse into like the real world in a sense. I mean, I know she was like out in the square and stuff, like playing with her friends, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. she, she still obviously didn't quite understand that. Um, the young man, uh, says that it wasn't the queen's fault talking to his mom. And he said that Nilfgaard only made it, uh, that far because of elf spies. So Mm. you can see there's clearly a beef between humans and elves. Big beef. Um, and he wants to eventually be a knight when Nilfgaard rises again. So, uh, so Siri is looking around the room and she's not quite sure how to feel, especially like hearing all these things Mm -hmm. that she wasn't aware of. And then this woman summons this elf to give up his shoes for Siri and says, don't worry, he's one of the clean ones.
0: Yeah, that kind of... I didn't like that. That kind of made me feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. And then looking at his face,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he, was like, he was like, come on now.
1: Yeah. Come uh, on. Um. And we're going to learn more about, like, a little bit more about their feud. Yeah. Um. So then we switch over to uh, Geralt. And the singer that's, or Yaskier, mm-hmm. Um, and Vocals. He, he's trying to, Yaskier <laughs> is trying to convince Geralt that he can, uh, help him clean up his image by singing, like, better tales about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he also attempts, <laughs> because his feet hurts, he also attempts to get on the horse because he's tired, <laughs> yeah. uh, and Geralt uh, basically tells him, like, don't touch Roach, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is obviously the horse, um. Geralt gets off and goes looking for the creature. It's like some long grass, like grain, I'm assuming it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the singer follows behind him. Uh, Geralt is then hit in the face with a small pellet. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then while he's running his mouth, uh, Yaskier also ends up getting hit in the face. uh, After he happens to see the creature uh, over in the grassy area. Yeah. Uh, and then the creature then attacks Geralt. And we learn that his name is uh, it's Torque. Mm-hmm. Now, he looks like a goat because I thought he was a fawn. But they said that he's something else.
0: Yeah, because he has the double uh, irises and pupils and mm-hmm.
1: everything. Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, obviously, they end up fighting. Um, Geralt tells him that he can't kill him. Uh, not can't kill him. He won't kill him. But he can't stay there. Right. Um, And then uh, he tells Geralt he can't stay either. And then Geralt ends up getting knocked out. And then that's where that scene ends. But Mm. I thought it was funny. Uh, They were throwing, uh, kind of throwing insults back at each other. And he rips Geralt's hair out. And he said, (laughs) yes, I did this motherfucker snowman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And obviously we see that Geralt runs into a problem here because he's not aware of his surroundings because he's too busy trying to contain... uh, this creature that's on the ground.
0: Yeah. But
1: you have any thoughts on that scene?
0: I thought it was pretty creepy when it, we figured out, like, what was behind. It the, looks
1: pretty creepy,
0: yeah. Yeah, what was behind the grain or the high grass, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. But I've seen that creature before.
1: They have a name for it in Witcher.
0: Yeah, I've seen the creature before and other things before.
1: It looks like a fawn. So a fawn is a half-goat, half-man.
0: Right. Like that... Commercial, you see on time, uh, with the half motorcycle happening, <laughs> the guy go commercial, motor, yeah, pretty funny. But uh, yeah, he's I've seen him in other like uh, that type of creature or mm-hmm. character. Right, you want to say it in other,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, like like fairy tale type stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you want to call it, yeah. but I've seen that before. So he looks really familiar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have to look it up yeah. or pay attention to what they actually call him.
1: Yeah. Um, so in this next scene, we see the girls are working on their magic again, um, and they the task is for them to learn what their partner's greatest fears are, mm-hmm. but it has to be through thought transference. So you can't say it out loud. Obviously, you have to hear each other's thoughts. Yeah. Um, so after about a minute or so, Jennifer blurts out that her partner's fear is snakes, which we eventually find out is a lie. Um so Tassea calls her to the front and she says that how basically like how's it that you couldn't perform any of these other tests, but you're able to perform this one? Mm-hmm. Um and she said so she basically like lets Jennifer know what her worst fear is. And her worst fear is that even if she was beautiful, still no one would love her. Which is mm-hmm. kinda sad. Uh obviously because of what she's been through. So uh next we see that she is uh Sitting down, she's talking to Istred and she's telling him that to say what's was right about, you know, the fear of no one loving her and, and she'll never be enough and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so Istred, basically, he's trying to encourage her uh, to continue to keep going. Um, he said that he didn't give up and that it took him a while. And so he offers for her to be able to read his mind to practice in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is actually she is actually able to see his, um, I guess, after being patient. Um, And she sees, I guess she sees it in his eyes. I guess that's how they can tell. Hmm. Um, She sees moon jellyfish in his eyes. Okay. Um, And she says that she's able to hear him. And then she says she's also able to taste warm bread. And she said, like, basically, like, are these things that you love? And he said, no, they're things that I figured you would love. I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. That was mad sweet. That was very sweet um and it does look like they have chemistry at this point Mm by the way after the many run-ins that they've had so then we switch to the next scene uh and we see that mother of that young man she is laying down saying she can't sleep she then uh asks Siri is she afraid because Siri is also awake um and she tells her that she's safe now um Siri just looks over at her and she's crying um she tells her that she's looking for gerald and she asked the woman if she knows who he is mm-hmm. and she tells her like no she said is he is he a knight um but she basically told her no she didn't know him and she asked siri where's her parents and then as we know siri told her that her parents died when she was a baby and that her grandmother took care of her Right. and so um the lady asks her where was her grandmother, and she said she also died in the Nilfgaard attack, which she didn't give very much information on it, because if she did, the woman hates her grandmother.
0: Right, they would know. Yeah. Um, well, she would know.
1: And then so after she tells her that the lady looks at her, she said, oh, I'm sorry, and then she tells the lady that she is also sorry uh, for what happened to her family, and then the woman says that they'll uh, get through it together. So she's basically uh, apologizing in a sense for what her grandmother did, Siri. Yeah. So, like, when the woman says, "You know, uh, I'm sorry," she says, "I'm sorry as well," which I'm is kind of sweet of Siri, but it's it's kind of sad because she didn't know any of this stuff.
0: Right.
2: She's so, a kid.
1: Yeah. Poor child. Um. So then, in this next scene, we see uh, Tessa. She's waking up Jennifer or Piglet, as she calls her, which is extremely disrespectful. Very
0: disrespectful. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and she tells her. Um, it's at night and she tells her to come on so they uh go to uh tower of the gull during a storm and there's like an opening like in it or whatever you can see the storm and basically they're tested she wants them to catch lightning in a bottle <laughs> um <sighs> one thing i noticed is i'm assuming that uh I don't know. I assume she just wants them to just kinda learn out of nowhere. But she gives no instructions.
0: She really doesn't. It's just like <laughs> having a pop quiz on the first day of school. Every exactly. with every new mm-hmm. challenge.
1: Especially for something like that's dangerous like this.
0: I don't know if she's trying to see how naturally prepared they are and see how much she has to teach them or what.
1: Yeah. Could be. Um and so, uh, one of them, out of all of them, basically is able to do it. Maybe a couple other girls, but we didn't see it. Uh, I know the one girl that we saw that was able to do it was Sabrina. Okay.
2: Um,
1: and then Jennifer is upset um, because she said something about um, basically like being strong among the weak once the girl, Sabrina, called it in her bottle.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, Jennifer got mad and she had a moment where she lost control and she actually like from her hand sends lightning towards Tessia say yeah. like blocks it cuz obviously she knows how. Um and then she tells Jennifer she's like that was dangerous and it was pathetic. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Um and she tells Jennifer she said I, basically like I can't let you ascend to advise a king because if you try to advise him on something and he doesn't, you know, he's not receptive to it or anything and you lose control of yourself. Um And then you end up killing him and all his people. And then people will basically rebel on us. And she said, you know, whose fault would that be? And Yennefer said, mine. She said, no, it'd be mine. basically because I let you ascend.
0: Right.
1: So, and a lot of girls got hurt during this process, by the way.
0: A lot of girls got hurt (laughs) very badly.
1: (laughs) That's what I'm like. I understand for some things, maybe you don't have to do baby steps for stuff. But try to catch lightning in a bottle. It's pretty dangerous.
0: I mean, it's a saying out there. That's like, it's like trying to catch a lightning in a bottle. So we already know it's hard. And it's dangerous. I mean, it splits trees in half.
1: Well, actually, one of the girls caught it in the bottle. And then the bottle burst open in her face. You remember right. that? Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's a sale. Come on. Um. So then, uh, next scene, after, obviously, Geralt is knocked out. This is where we learn a little bit more about the humans versus the elves. Mm. So Geralt wakes up. And he is tied back to back with Yaskir, and he's like trying to get free. Um, and then there's this lady elf who is just like not having it for either one of them. Feisty. Um. So she is like attacking. I mean, knees to the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's like smacking people. Like whatever you think of, she's doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's asking about like the the lies that they've been telling because they say like elves have been living in like golden castles or somewhere like that. Mm. So it's trying to make it seem like their lives are much better than what they really are. Right. Um, and so eventually a girl headbutts her and she falls to the ground. Um, and then you have Yasker. He's in the background talking crazy. Like, oh, how do you like that? Stuff like that. He's a... <laughs> he talks way too much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, basically, this guy uh, who's the king of the elves, whose name I could not pronounce earlier, mm-hmm. um, he comes in and then he's basically, like, telling them that everything that they've heard about their way of life is a lie.
0: Yeah, falsified information.
1: Um, he says, uh, the lady who was, like, you know, giving out uh, knee, <laughs> knee kicks. All beatings. <laughs> She said that she is willing to take two human lives for the cost of like, all the elf lives that were lost during that whole little uh battle that they had. Yeah. Um so Geralt then corrects her and he says, No, there's one human here. Um because obviously he's a mutant and he's like, you can just let him go. Uh I think he called him a bard. <laughs> What's a bard? I'll look that up. I don't know. Uh basically he basically he's saying like there's nothing that he... He's not like a threat or anything right. like that. He's really not. Um, and then the king then says that uh, he can't let them go because then they'll go back and tell the humans about them stealing and then that will lead to many of them being attacked. Um, and then more of them will die. Yeah. And then here comes this lesser evil thing again. So Geralt basically says that no matter... Uh, well, because the, the elf was saying that lives will be lost on both sides or something like that. So Geralt was saying, like, um, no matter what option they choose, mm-hmm. you know, you'll come out bloody and you'll come out hating yourself. Whether right. you're killing a bunch of people or a bunch of your people get killed, it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, so basically the uh, elf was saying he's like, I he can't and that it's necessary basically to, like, kill the both of them. Mm. So Geralt says that he understands as long as the elf also understands that he will follow him in death, which is... I mean, Gary we throwing out some bars. <laughs> 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 it's the same thing like in the first episode where you said, like basically, if our sword's touched, yeah. we're we'll going to have to go through with this. Yeah. So he's telling of this elf, like, okay, if you kill me, you're going to die right behind me, basically. Hmm. Um. So then uh, the Elk King, he starts talking about being pushed from where they lived and how chaos is polluted, which is that chaos word again. They use that word a lot in this episode. I probably should have counted how many times they used it. Um, and then um, he's wait I'm losing myself oh he said that uh, chaos is polluted and that it has been synthetically enhanced so that the humans can produce magic so then Geralt says that chaos is the same that it has always been and the humans just adapted it better and that they are choosing to starve he's telling the elves that they're choosing to starve um, he said he's cutting off his uh, ear to spite his face so, um, what this sounds like to me is, um, first of all, uh, she was ready to kill them. <laughs> Which is.
0: <laughs> yeah. I should use the, the goal.
1: Um, so basically he's like telling, um, Yaskier what sounds like a lot of history. Yeah. People being pushed from their land mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um Which, if we want to look at it, I mean American history, Native yeah. Americans kind of showed people how to do some things, and then they were all eventually taken out in different ways. i'm mm. sure this has happened in history throughout, yeah I was about to say, speaking we, of American history, in the most recent, yeah
0: of those things, yeah,
1: um, you know, covered in blankets and smallpox, right, ran out of their area, turned on each other, mm-hmm. um, and then like, hey, America's ours, right, so um they go on and they're, they're still talking about this war between the humans and the elves and they called it he said the humans called it the great cleansing. As, far as getting rid of all these elves. Um Geralt tells them to find somewhere else to live and then show the humans that they are more than what they think they are. Yeah. Uh Torque, who is the uh creature from the Goat field. man <laughs> He stops uh, the elf from killing Geralt because he says, you know, he could have killed me, but he didn't do it. He basically just told me, like, hey, just don't come back here. Right. Um, And Geralt says that he's ready to die. And then the elf uh, pulls out his sword. I guess he's going to, like, slice his neck. Also, um, so this elf basically, he refuses to, like, uh, live with the humans because he said they'll be made slaves. So that's kind of like the man who was made to give up his boots.
0: Right. Bless you.
1: Thank you. Um, So he's like, no, I'm not going to that. I'd rather live out here, basically, than go and live and do that.
0: Because there'll always be Uh trouble. Yeah. A-brewing.
1: And I'll never be accepted and could quite possibly die and, like, things of that nature. Yeah, or they turn on you. Yeah. So I mean, I don't blame them, to be honest with you. Just cutting your
0: losses before you have to cut them.
1: Yeah. I probably wouldn't uh, go back either. Um, and so we switch to the next scene where Yennefer comes in and she's like frantic and afraid because she said to say about her and Istrid and that she'll be sent away. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that they'll find a way to see each other again, but he can't risk using that. You know, that portal they did in the beginning.
0: Right. Because it's Mark, right? No.
1: Yeah, in a sense, yeah. you could say. Um but he said he can't risk the brotherhood of sorcerers finding out. So he explains to her that that magic in particular, I think, um it's a method of magic that is older than what they are learning. Okay. Um so it's more more potent. Um and uh, then
0: what? Okay, so that makes sense when he says he wondered how she did it. Yes. Okay. Yes. That makes more that makes a lot of sense.
1: Um so um She starts crying because she says, basically she's saying, like, I still don't feel, you know, like I'm enough because he's like, I'm not risking anything. So since he's not risking anything, she feels like she's not worth it because he's like, I can't make the risk. Right. Um, Which is one of her fears, obviously. So then he starts showing her elf skulls um, of those that built Eratusa before the humans arrived. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he says that they were the original sorcerers of the continent, which Yennefer did not know. You can tell the scene she did not know that. Mm. Um, so, this also gives like a little bit of information on like, monsters, too. So, he said humans and monsters arrive through the conjunction of the, spe- the spheres. So, I had to look that up because I was not sure what that even meant. So... I'll read a little bit, and this is from uh, witcherfandom.com. Go ahead. So, the conjunction of the spheres is a cataclysm which affected the whole multiverse and occurred 1,500 years before the events in the novels, trapping many unnatural creatures in this dimension, including, including uh, ghouls, greveers, and vampires. So, basically, these creatures are actually from somewhere else, mm-hmm. and so I guess people's worlds clashed. Oh. And that's how these monsters ended up here. That's how humans ended up where the elves are. Things like that. Okay. That's how people's worlds ended up crossing. Okay. Which I didn't know then. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's
0: kind of cool and kind of scary.
1: Yeah. Uh, To continue, it said, rifts were created by the collision of many different realms. Filling the world of the gnomes and dwarves with hundreds of creatures of all shapes and sizes, as well as a mystical force that came to be known as chaos or magic. So chaos is magic. Okay. Yeah, I had to look into that. I was like, oh, so this makes sense how everybody's like all up in each other's faces. Hmm. <laughs> On the continent. Mm-hmm. So uh, he said elven mages actually taught humans to turn magic into or chaos into magic. I think I wrote that wrong. Okay. Um, and then after they learned it, this is why I brought up the whole Native America thing, Right. Uh, the humans actually killed them so that they could pretend that the power always belonged to them. So in a sense, they rewrote history to make themselves look good.
0: Aha. <laughs> okay. um,
1: and so he's showing her these skulls uh, because he said he wants to honor the elves, you know, those that were there first, those who created it, those who built it. Um. And then there's this flower again that looks like the flower from the beginning. Right. Um, He said that it only grows where elder blood is spilled. Mm. So she puts the bud in her mouth. um, And then they say something in like elder language. And then the portal opens behind her.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And he asked her, he said, how did you do that on the first try? She tries to leave, and then she ends up telling him that her father was half-elf. Bam!
0: was waiting for you to take <laughs> that. I didn't want to let it slip early. And
1: says that he was killed in the Great Cleansing, uh, and that's why she was cursed with a twisted spine, and why she was only sold for four, mar- four marks, and why no one would ever love her. So, it's a little background on Jennifer, and why she can throw uh, electricity from her hand.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and then, you know, her and Istretta kiss. And then next, we see Jennifer is talking to Tasea, and she asks, "What uh, will she do with?" I think it's the flower. She's asking her, "What would she do with it?" Because I see that laying in the book again. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, it was just a test for Jennifer, which we didn't know because the scene just started with Jennifer walking into a place like, "Oh my gosh, she's going to find out about us." Yeah. Um. So it's just a test. To, uh Tasea says it's just a test to see if you could get it. Um, and also to control her emotions, which she did. Uh, and she finally calls her by her name, so she says, good, y- good job, Yennefer, instead of calling her Piglet, which is extremely disrespectful, again. <laughs> um, so then Yennefer asks her if this means that she can ascend and tells her to listen for her knock at the door. Um, and then we see also in that same scene that Istrid was also being tested by, I guess, the Brotherhood. Right. Uh, and he ends up giving up info that Yennefer is part elf, which is kind of messed up, but it's what it is but like I said, that whole thing where the elves you would never know that they were the ones who originally built Eratusa because the way that it's being taught to everybody and things like that is that, no, we did this
0: they've altered the history books,
1: basically Um, and so this is another reason why elves and humans they clash, because it's like, number one, this is our our land. We accepted you guys in. We didn't even know you. You guys arrived through this, through however they got there. We taught you these things. You killed our people. Now you're using our stuff, in a sense. Right. Uh, and it's kind of messed up. It's pretty. It's extremely messed up. I was like listening to this again, and I was like, I kind of missed it the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's pretty messed up, but that's Uh how war and and things of that nature go.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you teach somebody about the ways of the land and they kill all those people that taught the ways Mm -hmm. of the land. And then you have these other people that help build up things. Mm -hmm. Then you try to get rid of them, but you really can't get rid of them. Mm -hmm. And, but the only thing you can really do is alter the books but you can't really alter the books all the way because these people are still here. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So it's a continuous, continuing war. So it's similar to somewhat of history in itself Mm -hmm. of here, but it, it's, it's written well Mm -hmm. because like you said, those are like the ways that wars go, the way that people take land, the way Mm -hmm. that people have taken land Mm -hmm. It's very, very uh, unfortunate, yeah. very sad. Yeah. Especially when people are discredited and mm-hmm. made to look like these monsters mm-hmm. and they're actually the kind ones that brought you in mm-hmm. when these worlds clashed. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And it goes back to like, you had the boy who was talking about, you know, his brother who had died in the war and basically how he wants to like avenge him and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like... It's kind of sad because he probably doesn't really know the history of anything. He just knows that these people fought and had this this uprising because they probably got tired of being like out where they're at. You know what I mean? What they call the edge of the world. And people are saying like they live in these high up golden castles or something crazy. I don't know. And it's like, that kind of sucks. But I mean, what's the saying? Is it winners get to write history? I don't know. Yeah. So you lose, you don't get to tell the story. Um, so then we get to, uh, the next scene and we are back at the camp where Siri is located and it's being attacked by Nilfgaard, of course. Um, (laughs) Siri wakes up and the woman that she was with, she ends up getting stabbed to death by the elf that she was like talking crazy about.
0: He was fed up. He
1: was done. I think she asked him to do something else. He was already helping her out. I think she asked him to do something else and he just like lost it. So he found a knife and he just got to go in town on her sides and guts.
0: And he took the, he caught up with her quick. Like he ran up on her quick because Mm -hmm. he didn't have no shoes. You know, you got more grip when you ain't got no shoes.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: You ever tried to take off running in some shoes and then you take your shoes off? Yeah. So,
1: and then, so she's like screaming for her life and she's like, help me. And Siri's like backing up against this tent. She's like, Oh my god! Because she hears the chaos outside, and then you got this going on on the inside—big melee. Um, and so, um, as she's like backed up near the tent, the boy that she originally met in the woods—the black boy—yeah, um, he actually ends up finding her, and then like cuts open the tent, and then like helps her get out. Yeah. Um, and then we also see that the boy that she originally met that introduced her to her, his family. Mm-hmm. He's dead. He has an arrow. You know? So I'm assuming that's how he died.
0: The young man with all the elf ears.
1: Mm-hmm. And then her and the young man take off running through the woods. Bam. a so lot going on. A lot going on. It's so, a lot. I mean, it's war, so I don't think, really think the scene needs to be described. People yeah. getting cut up and people running around, people trying to get away, all this other stuff. So, And man, it kind of sucks because Siri was asleep. And I know she probably had no good sleep in a while. (laughs) And so to be woken up and all you hear is people screaming and running around. And then next thing you know, in the tent where you're at, you can't even think straight because now this lady's getting stabbed to death by this elf who was tired of that lady. He was tired of her. I mean, when she said he's one of the clean ones and like basically made him give up his shoes, he's like, well, dang, I already ain't got nothing. Right. So, hey. Yeah. He's looking out on her. So uh, in this next scene, we have Taseya who is going around and she's knocking on doors, but she does not knock on Yennefer's. Uh Jennifer then sneaks out and uh, she goes to the area where Taseya is and she's sees her like, speaking in the elder language. She has these three girls in front of her. Um, and she sees that she's turning these girls into eels.
0: I'm going to say this real quick. You but, know what's crazy? What's that? Okay. So like you know how we speak English? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy how they took all these things mm-hmm. from the elves mm-hmm. but they still speak like 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 give like speak in elf language and some they call some it
1: elder language.
0: Elder but it's still like the elf language. Yes, yeah. to do all these things uh-huh. which is wild to me because That's
1: how they learned it.
0: That's how they learned it so you really cannot write them out. Yeah. because they're still using the same Words, the same spells, the same mm-hmm. like things that c- combine to make these spells or mm-hmm. these old spells. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 crazy. Yeah. But
1: and also just to go back a second. So when he was telling Jennifer about the skulls mm-hmm. and he, he's like, do you know how they died? And she's like, uh, they were slaves. And he's like, no, he's like, they built this before uh, humans got here. So she thought that they died doing stuff for humans not even knowing the rest of that history it's crazy that they just like wrote them just like out of stuff
0: but you can't really write them out you
1: can and especially since there are some still living which is probably why they call it the great cleansing because they're probably trying to kill them all right which sucks okay so uh back to this scene uh what to say um so she sees that uh Tasia's turning everybody into eels and Tasia knows that she's there she tells her to come forward to push her friend into the pool and uh, Siri says no, but Tasea says yes. <laughs> uh, and then Jennifer comes down.
0: Yeah. You had something to say? Yeah. What's up? Siri wasn't insane. But Jennifer mm-hmm. was.
1: <laughs> oh, because <laughs> we, we jumped back. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. And so uh, Tasea is basically explaining to her that. Uh, she took away their control but not their power. And Yennefer, here's that conduit word, Yennefer says that basically that uh, she's a conduit for Erichuza. Okay, yeah. Which I'm still confused by the eel thing.
0: Me too because, I don't know, I, I'm very confused. by. Do they get the, a chance to...
1: Do they to, use their power to change themselves back? I, I gotta know. go back and look and see if like some of these girls come back later right. on. Cause I was confused. I was like, "Why is this a part of the?" Pro-? She does some things, and it's just like kind of questionable. And she but that's really, her whole little thing.
0: And she don't really explain.
1: She does not. Uh, it's, so. it's, I mean, at least explain it for us. It if not. you guys
0: got <laughs> answers and you care to write in, or whatever, <laughs> <Yes>. please.
1: <laughs> that dude. would be that would be nice because <laughs> I am like confused by that. Um, and then we go over to the next scene, and we see that Geralt and Yasker has been let go. By the elf king, as they call him. Yeah. Also, I think he was actually a king. Uh, he actually lived in a castle or something somewhere yeah. before they were pushed out of the area. Right. Which makes sense because that was their land. Also, how long do people live?
0: You know what? That's another good one. Because is it also because they're all pushed into this land that they don't know?
1: I feel like people have been around. For a long period of time.
0: Well, I feel like this with things like mutants, like Witchers, yeah, or things like uh, like elves, elves and stuff. or things like Torque and stuff like that. We really don't know mm-hmm. as of yet if they have like some sort of type of lifespan.
1: I wonder what their lifespans will be, because I feel like some of these people are telling stories like they've been around for like a long time.
0: And we will have to go back and actually see the timeline of when that whole. Clashing of worlds happened mm. and like the history of like the great cleansing and it says all these 1500
1: things. years before the books.
0: So, wow, a long time, a very long time. So, yeah,
1: um, so yeah, we see Geralt and Yasker have been let go. Uh, Geralt basically gave his coins to the elves, I guess, so that they don't have to steal anymore, right? Um, and Yasker was gifted with a new instrument because. Uh, his was broken when that lady was beating up on everybody.
0: Yeah, she was going off.
1: I think the the, the the creature actually broke it. Oh, okay. I think he did. Um, So, Yaskir thinks that Geralt used reverse psychology on the elves, which I don't. I think he actually meant what he was saying to them. Like, hey, go and live somewhere else. But he was, he was referring to the part he actually mimicked him where he said, basically, like, uh, I'm ready to die.
2: Oh, or- uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so... He thought he was using re- reverse psychology when he was talking to them. I don't think he was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was genuine in like what he was saying to them because uh, Geralt also said to them, he said basically, like, don't call me a human because I'm not a human. I'm a mutant right. in a sense. Um, so Yaskier also ends up saying that he has respect for the Elf King. He said he made it through one uprising. Hopefully he can make it through another. Mm. So everybody doesn't hate the elves, but you have a whole lot of people who do. Yeah, um, simply because they're different, and way.
0: it's misinformed information. So that some yeah. people are taught to hate them. Yeah. It's probably some of them have never even met an elf. Yep,
1: yeah. or they uh, when they see them, they automatically they remember these stories that they were told, and then they automatically just treat them like trash, right? Which is stupid because you can kind of get to know people first, but whatever. Um, and then so uh, Yaskir starts to make up a song, uh, and he actually. Comes up with a song, uh, I believe the full title is Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. Uh, and he made this song up so that he can change public perception about Geralt. <laughs> which, I like this song.
0: The song is jamming.
1: It's catchy. It's it's, it's stayed in my head. Yeah. Um. And then um, we actually, in, in this scene as well, we see that Siri notices that the boy that she's been walking around with this whole entire time, he's actually an elf.
0: Yeah. Um, Took his hat off.
1: He did. He took his hat off. Um, And she thanks him for, you know, saving her life. And he actually starts to talk to her in the scene. So he can't talk. (laughs) And he introduces himself. His name is Dara. So they basically, like, properly introduce themselves to each other. Um, So as uh, we switch back, and then as Yaskir is, like, singing this song, Gerald stops him because he hears some information in there. He's like, okay, that's not how that went. Yeah. And so Yaskier basically says that respect doesn't make history, which I guess
0: that's a word. I guess you know.
1: I guess, yeah. Um, and so they keep walking down their path as he's like singing this song while they're walking. Because once he said that, yeah, um, girl was just like, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just like kept going. Um, and then, so at the very end, uh, it switches to Jennifer sweeping her friend into the pool. Um, and she gets a smile of approval and then say walks out and Jennifer's there leaning over and she's kind of smiling. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. So. So what do you think yeah. of this episode overall?
0: Overall? Yeah. My personal rating of out of five stars.
1: Yeah.
0: No, I, it's hard for me to dislike it. Yeah. Uh, so I get like what? Maybe a four. Yeah. maybe. And this is why I say this.
1: Go ahead.
0: As we go on, you will see some things are out of order. So it's kind of hard to follow. And it's hard to find what was to say. Yes. She doesn't really give a lot of information. A lot of information isn't given.
1: She comes off as very unlikable. Right. But I think she's doing that for a reason.
0: Right. But I would like more information.
1: Yeah.
0: But I guess this opens up pockets for future episodes and future uh, seasons.
1: I think she is that way because she doesn't want to coddle them. It's kind of just like, you need to do this. If you can do these other things out here without having anybody teach you, you should be able to do these things without me teaching you. And Mm -hmm. then I'll correct you if you need to be corrected in a sense. It's like, it can come off annoying though.
0: It's like tough love.
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: Withdrawn parenting.
1: That could be a it, that could be a two, yeah. Um, overall, I like this episode. Um, there were some parts that were a little slow for me.
0: What would you rate it?
1: That's a good question. Um, I'd probably give it like a three and a half. Okay. Uh, the part that I think I liked the most was learning about the history of the elves. Yeah. And learning why their relationship is the way that it is. Um, because if you look at this just from like watching it or, I don't know. If you if you just look at it from as somebody who's never read the books or, or watched anything, then you would automatically assume that the elves have always been in this place. Right. Without ever knowing that these guys were once at the top and they were here first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ended up in this position that they're in now. I would like to know more about. It would be really cool if they showed that, like in the beginning. It's like a, a piece in the beginning of like these spheres clashing. You don't have to give us like everything, right? But just like some type of illustration showing that. Mm-hmm. Because had he not mentioned that, and had I not noticed it the second time around, I probably would have never noticed that.
0: Yeah. I think it'll be something good to pick up on whenever they decide to pick up on it, whether yeah. it's in future episodes or future seasons. I think yeah. it'll be a good story.
1: Yeah. I mean it probably would have to be written because I don't know if that it's written like bookwise. Well,
0: I, I think they can they can milk this. They
1: can milk it if they wanted to. They
0: can milk this and it actually be good.
1: Yeah. I mean Netflix is trying to have a bunch of original shows. So I mean if they wanna have one that's successful, um depending on how well this entire first season does, they probably could milk it as long as it makes sense. Cause you don't want to just milk something and it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Cause you can do that and then people end up hating it. And then it's just like, okay, you guys are dragging it out at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but for all this episode wasn't bad. I think I was more so bored. Um, I get bored with relationship stuff and shows. <laughs> no, that yeah. sounds really, really bad. Um, So it's like, especially, so just as an example, like watching like superhero stuff, I don't want to, I don't want to pay attention to the relationships. I just want you to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, I feel like sometimes like, depending on how they do it, relationships can slow stuff down or it can change the character, the character from stuff that I like. And I don't, I'm not a fan of that, Mm -hmm. but I don't know very much about these relationships. So I can't really judge that, but uh, overall, it wasn't that bad. Okay. All right.
0: Well, so next episode, we will be picking up on episode three, mm-hmm. season one mm-hmm. of The Witcher.
1: Mm-hmm. And that episode is titled Betrayer Moon. Yeah. Moon, not Moon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's it for What's the Plot. You have anything to add?
1: I do not. That's it. All right. All right. We'll see you guys next week.
0: Bam.